HD Smartcast. You are listening to an HD Smartcast original. Hey there, welcome to a brand new season of Leadership Lessons, a podcast that takes a deep dive into the stories of all sorts of inspiring leaders and entrepreneurs. who have gone through the ups and downs of transformation and reinvention in both their personal and professional lives i am yatin naik business head at hd smartcast and i'm thrilled to be your host my attempt would be to explore the habits and mindsets that have helped these leaders take risks learn from their mistakes innovate in their industries and create meaningful change so whether you are a seasoned executive or a budding entrepreneur get ready to learn from the best This is a special episode brought to you by SAP India. Imagine the amount of work that goes into managing millions of resources, products and people in large scale companies. How do they do it? Well, SAP has helped companies of all sizes, not just in managing their day-to-day operations, but also managing their digital transformation journey. Today we venture into finding out how SAP's leadership has brought about a significant change in the digital culture of India. by basing it on trust and empathy by showing people what's possible and paving the path of practicing inclusion and diversity sap has taken a stance to make its leadership more agile purpose driven and aligned with the future of workplace in this episode we speak to the architect of this change the person leading the transformation of corporate culture kulmeet bawa he is the president and managing director of sap indian subcontinent driving and delivering an exceptional sap experience for employees and customers across the country he is also a firm believer in new age leadership which we will discuss later in the episode but first hi kulmeet how are you doing welcome to leadership lessons hey yatin thank you so much uh, thank you for having me here it's an absolute pleasure to be here with your listeners uh and i'm doing very well thank you again great so i'm going to just uh, start right away when we look at uh, the socio economic changes in the world be it inflation be it recession be it the uh, supply chain uh, disruptions which are happening the indian economy seems to be on a strong footing now we become the most populous country in the world and yet we are the youngest right we seem to be ticking all the right boxes and there is a buzz that this is going to be the india decade or if not the india century but my question to you kulmeet is how is india inc making the most of this opportunity fantastic thank you uh, a question very close to my heart yatin and uh, i would choose the latter option it's clearly going to be india's century and not just the decade uh, india is a land of opportunity and uh, like i said we are going to continue to lead the charge for decades to come very very clear we are the fifth largest economy stake in the ground uh, we will be the third largest by the time we end the decade we remain the youngest nation and the oldest civilization in the world now i see this very often um, you know the attractiveness of india is something that uh, you know you don't see that anywhere else in the world the amount of headroom that we have to grow whether it is around our broadband speeds or smartphone penetration or internet penetration or look at the massive domestic consumer market that we have look at our banking system versus what's going on uh you know across the world so lots and lots of uh, areas where india has headroom to grow uh the top 2 3 4 things that i talk about very often which gives india inc that edge that you were talking about 
number one, we are clearly slated to become the manufacturing powerhouse for the world. And we have a lot going for us, whether it is our supply chain capabilities that you touched upon, the R&D prowess, the massive talent pool in the country, very, very strong fundamentals. Add to it, you know, the alternative to China that everyone's looking for, the government support coming in around the PLI and Make in India for indigenous manufacturing. Uh, so the first piece that will set us apart is uh, going for the manufacturing uh, win worldwide and becoming a powerhouse for the globe. The second uh, very clearly is everything that we're doing around the digital public infrastructure. So all the services or digital services we've curated over the last decade, whether it is UBI or Aadhaar or what we are doing to democratize commerce today around uh, with the ONDC, all of that is going to held, uh, hold us in very good stead as we move on. Uh, MSME, again, 63 million MSMEs, huge area for us to leapfrog. Uh, look at the entrepreneurial DNA we have in the country uh, with us becoming the third largest startup ecosystem becoming uh, or on our way to be the AI capital of the world. So a lot of this is going for us, Yatin, which will set us apart or is a clear competitive advantage as far as India is concerned. Great. Thanks, Kulmit. Uh, you've touched upon a lot of points there and I'm going to try to peel uh, the onion a little bit by little bit. But before that, uh, I'm going to come to my classic leadership lessons question. Okay, And this is something which we ask uh, every guest on this show. Uh, and this is like, uh, you know, everything in this world is getting disrupted by digitization and now with AI, you know, and this calls for uh, new age uh, leadership, right? Uh, so my question to you is that what would leadership in this new age and this India century, as you're talking about, mean to you? Firstly, uh, leadership and leadership uh, and the way we've grown up, uh, you know, irrespective of centuries or ages, I feel Leadership remains the same, right? Now, there would be avatars of, uh, you know, that change. Uh, yes, I would guess that the definition is slowly evolving. Now, what I mean by that is, uh, number one, uh, what makes a great leader today, I think the first thing is that leaders need to be uh, adept to the pace of change and the pace at which the world is changing, the, the massive flattening of the world every single day. So they need to be able to use the world as their playing field, themselves being agile, nimble, adaptable, super important in today's age. Number two, leaders of today's age definitely need to have a very entrepreneurial mindset. They need to be risk takers. They need to think differently. They need to be able to push boundaries. They need to question the is, as I call it, because uh, the is is the way the is was for centuries. But unless we go push back, question it, uh, and with that, there needs to be an ability within a leader to allow themselves to fail, right? And so they need to be able to uh, grasp failure in the same way that they grasp success, get back to the drawing board, reinvent themselves, reinvent their organizations. That's point number two. Point number three, uh, extremely important, especially today with the uh, you know, what we face through the pandemic and post-pandemic, the emotional quotient and the empathy levels that leaders need to have today are massively different from what it was 
way earlier and you know push in authenticity uh, given the social media world we are living in uh, that became the third critical piece and um, and, uh, and the last of course since you did mention ai and tech i think i would say leaders of the new age need to be unafraid to get their hands dirty they need to be able to play with cutting edge technology they need to be able to create a future rather than just live by it right we've spoken about the young ambitious talent that india has as the new generation steps into the workforce we are seeing these individuals bring a new age mindset with them what should organizations do to nurture this talent a fantastic question again look uh, number one and i'm just saying what i would do and we get in a lot of early talent young talent new age leaders apart from allow them to feel allow them to experiment provide them with a safe zone psychological safety whatever you want to call it because that is when true creativity true learning comes out that is when organizations get the ability to leapfrog rather than grow the boring uh, incremental way that uh, you know we've been used to in our past life so number one ability to experiment and fail uh, number two it's super important for us to truly live the dni concept while we use it a lot it's uh, very loosely being used these days but you know just the ability to get different perspectives a 360 view by having diverse talent unless we have diversity in an organization in a team we don't get different perspectives right so then it's a you've got blinkers on and this is the way we've learned it this is the way we are moving it's only when people speak up and which is why i say that inclusivity dovetail with diversity is what works there's no point me ticking a box or checking the box having oh i've got a very diverse organization if i'm not inclusive in the way i allow them to participate so that was my point jyotin as far as uh, uh, diverse leadership goes uh, third i would say uh, very important is for organizations more than ever today with so little is hidden right our real lives are not hidden everything is out there i think empowerment becomes very very important when you're building a new age culture within an organization so the culture of decentralization of nimbleness a word that i use very often of allowing them to fail of empowering people to go ahead and do that becomes the third piece uh i could go on but uh, i would again say it's important if i was to summarize how do we as an organization and we do that very well in sap yatna i must say uh, how do we promote mentoring and coaching culture how do we teach new talent new leaders to fish rather than a uh, fish for them and that's what actually builds the future of organizations like ours or any organization where we do this well right right you are a big proponent of nurturing young early talent in fact i'm aware that acp runs a early talent program can you talk to us about it putting it very simply india is the world's a uh, young talent hub right with 65% of india being below the age of 35 7 800 million below the age of 28 i mean if we don't do it right if we don't take advantage of it uh who's going to right and that's our biggest advantage the tier 2 tier 3 cities the early talent the startups that we are seeing across yatin now uh, as far as we are concerned uh, you know when i look at early talent to me 
what comes so naturally to them is uh, they are digital first, right? They are digital first. It just comes or becomes intrinsic to them uh, as far as uh, today's early talent is concerned. Number two, uh, I think the way we look at it, and probably I've touched on it already, but this talent helps bring in fresh and diverse perspectives with a very strong drive to prove themselves very quickly. Of course, they do demand instant gratification, which at sometimes is annoying. But I think that's also an advantage if I was to look at it. So that's the third piece. And uh, uh, yeah, I would, I would just say that the first piece, and when I look at early talent in organizations like ours or anywhere, we need to build a safe space for them. And uh, then we need to help make them successful. So there's no point me hiring 100 early talent into the organization and then letting them fend for themselves. So the onus of making them successful opportunities to upskill, evolve, uh, all of that lies on us as leadership. Yeah. Okay. SAP is not new to India. It's been present for over 27 years now and it has been at the center of technology and innovation. How does SAP plan to capitalize on the India opportunity? Oh, thank you for touching on that because uh, we have very recently, I think about a year ago, celebrated our Silver Jubilee, 25 years of our presence in the country. And, you know, the way to look at it is that from the milk you consume every day to the cooking gas in your home, to the car, the train, the plane that you travel in, to the mobile phone that we remain hooked on to every single day, chances are you're touched upon or you're touched by SAP and its ecosystem every moment, every minute of your day. So that's what we've done. We are proud of it. And, uh, you know, we are also very, very proud and humbled of the fact that while in the last 25 years, India has grown 10x as far as the economy is concerned, uh, SAP has been an intrinsic part of India's growth journey uh, all through this. Today, we touch more than 65% of India's GDP, uh, which is huge. Now, to your second part of uh, what do we see going forward, I think very clearly India is the place to be. I spoke about it earlier. We had our CEO some time ago talking about Christian was in town and he was he clearly with the media in some of his interviews said that India is the place for us to be in. Now, when we look at it going forward, uh, four or five big areas for us. Uh, number one is enterprises. Number two is mid-market. Number three is digital natives and what I was talking about, the entrepreneurial uh, DNA that India has through its innovation engine or the startup ecosystem. Number four is the whole talent uh, capital that India is for the world. And five, uh, if I was to put a, a, a finger on it, would be everything around sustainability, which is becoming so important for us today to save our planet. So those are the four or five areas that we are focusing on more than anything else. Now I'm going to ask you a question on your personal story. You've had a very interesting career journey. You started out as a forgy, but defense and corporate world are two ends of a spectrum. Can you tell us about this journey? What are your leadership lessons from it? I think nothing better for me in my life than having been in the forces. Uh, I served for 12 years, four years of uh, Military training, three years NDA, one year I made. So left home at 16, got commissioned at 20, served till 32. Uh, 
I was part of the Armoured Corps or the Cavalry, uh, which was fantastic. Uh, I always say that the armed forces can groom you for anything in the world. Uh, and I have to say, something that's been so close, something that I learned uh, in the very early years, and then I'll dive deeper. But, uh, you know, at Shetwood Hall when, in, in Dehradun, when you actually pass out of the Indian Military Academy, uh, you know, you have it written all across the Shetwood Hall. It says the safety, honor and welfare of your country comes first, always and every time. The honor, welfare and comfort of the men you command comes next. Your own ease, comfort and safety come last, always and every time. Now, I'm sure you heard of it earlier, Yatin, but the reason I repeated it is that for me, this transition has been uh, built on this pillar, you know, something that I learned in, in my teenage years and everything else has been a manifestation of this and uh, uh let me, let me try and expand this. Uh, you know, both worlds was all about people. And if you can get the people equation right, whether it's in the civil street or whether it's in the army, whether it's in a battle area, uh, I think life becomes that much easier. And then there were some learnings that, uh, to your point, that we learned in those early years and have helped me at least in very good state. Number one was uh, teamwork, camaraderie, bonhomie, uh, give it different words, but that's the power of teams is how we grew up, right? So there were no stragglers allowed. Uh, you either win as a team or you lose as a team. Uh, there were no uh, cowboy winners, uh, you know, in, in that life. And I think that's something that's held me in very good stead. Uh, leadership, and we never knew, we never we never studied definitions of leadership, Yatin. But the way we learned leadership was by being authentic. And uh, like I say, always right, there are no uh, bad teams. There are only good or bad leaders. Because that is the single most important factor uh, that gears up a team to succeed or fail, right? It's up to the leader. The leader needs to be inspiring. The leader needs to set the tone, the attitude for the team. And I think that's something that I learned in the early years. If there was one more, it would be discipline. Uh, and uh, how do you adapt? How do you, uh, you know, in the face of adversity, uh, how do you adapt yourself? Never say die. How do you get back to the drawing board? How do you play for failure? Because uh, unless you play for failure, you remain in a comfort zone. You remain like a ship that's, uh, uh, you know, uh, in the harbor and instead of the choppy waters, which is not what a ship is meant for. So look, I could go on, but yes, so it was a fantastic life before and I'm having an even more fun time now. Yep. True, true. Such inspiring story, uh, Kulmi. Could you share a few tips for our young leaders listening in? What are some of the essential skills they must develop? Fantastic. Uh, very close to my heart again. Yatin, thanks for that question. Number one, I would say, uh, you know, you need to have a purpose, a vision that's larger than life. You need to have a hint of craziness in anything that you do, right? So that would be my first piece of advice because if you've got your integrity in place, if you've got a vision larger than life, then when bad times, choppy waters come in, uh, I think you're, you're ready to fail. It's easy to cross those obstacles. So that's point number one. Uh, point number two, I spoke about it earlier, but my advice would be always remain authentic, compassionate, uh, empathetic, 
because that is who you are the being is more important than what people believe it and uh, you know i remember uh, you know i had a dp my daughter had on one of her uh, whatsapps it was uh, on her profile and it said uh, you know it crossed out the word don't cross oceans for people who won't cross a puddle for you so there was a big cross on it and she had written uh, no do it do cross oceans for people love people all people no conditions attached no wondering whether they are worthy or not so my second piece is be yourself be empathetic be kind uh, and that's super important third of course more tactically sharpen the saw at any given time build skills that are going to be relevant 5 years from today because the world is moving so quickly uh, so don't be caught in the trap that i know everything so have a growth mindset seize opportunities seek feedback get back to the drawing board fail 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 again and again look stupid look foolish get out there because that's when the magic starts to happen and and you know a quote and i'll end with this yatin is uh, i always say and this is my advice what i give to my two daughters uh, who are pretty grown up now but uh, the price of anything is the amount of life that you exchange for it so i'll say that again the price of anything is the amount of life you exchange for it so that should be my advice to the youngsters of today mm very true very true so clearly when it comes to redefining work workforces and workplaces companies need to have a mindset and ability to see the bigger picture it's important to facilitate a cultural transformation and concepts like diversity equality and inclusion aren't just token words anymore they are the key factors to bringing about change this topped with a deeper understanding of how young talent shapes our future and what we can learn from them appears to be an effective roadmap sap has evidently cracked the code to new age workplace thank you kulmeet for taking out the time to decode it for us yeah thanks a lot it's been a pleasure yatin and uh, uh, you know to all your listeners out there especially the the younger community the younger lot uh, do feel free to reach out to me on any of my social media handles or uh, drop in questions and it'll always be my endeavor to try and answer them and respond to them but an absolute pleasure again thanks for having me here so that's it for this episode i'll be back with another leader and a couple more lessons next time for more gyan follow me on linkedin my handle is @yatinesnai if you would like to hear from a particular personality or you want me to touch upon a topic that's been occupying your mental space do get in touch with us at ht smartcast on facebook instagram twitter youtube and linkedin and to listen to more such podcasts log on to htsmartcast.com see ya this was an ht smartcast original ht smartcast